It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Middle schoolers rebel against the pride agenda. Whoopi Goldberg lets us know America needs fixing. I also have the worst case of biased reporting I have ever seen. I'm Andrew Coppins. I'm flying solo. And this is your Friday edition of Critical Thinking. Yes, folks, if you are watching on a Rumble page, you already know I am flying solo. Pat is under the weather today, and uh, we will be off on Monday for uh, the extended break, and um, we will resume our normal activities on Tuesday with Truth or Fiction Tuesday. Do not forget, you can interact with me on social media at The Coppin Show. You can find us on Instagram at Critical Thinking Show. Um, yeah, um, you can do all of that wonderful goodness. And I have to say a quick thank you to each and every one of you who download, who rate, review, who subscribe to the podcast. The numbers have been astronomically huge in the last couple of weeks compared to where we have been. So thank you to each and every single one of you that uh, join us and are joining us on a continuing basis. But folks, the simplest thing that you can do to help us out, it's not donate money, it's not uh, any of that sort of stuff. It is simply subscribing, it is making sure you've got downloads on, because all of those things matter to the algorithms. So, with that having been said, we have a show for you today, and by we, I mean I have a show for you today, full of the best and worst of the week. I'm gonna show you what Pat believed to be the best and worst of the week, as well as my own, and we'll discuss. Uh, we'll, of course, crown a brand new Richard of the week. With that being said, I like to get the worst of the week out of the way. And we're going to start with Whoopi Goldberg and the fine folks at The View letting us know that America needs fixing, and it's because Donald Trump. 
You know, I mean, it's it's some people argue that the Constitution is not a breathing and living thing, that it's sort of stagnant. I, of course, feel differently. I feel that it's a living and, and breathing thing because we didn't know there would be, cell, be able to vote. cell phones before. Yeah, and no, we, well, we yeah. didn't know I mean, that the, there would the, be the, AR-15s. There should be. A it has to grow with the country. Yeah. So, but this, what has happened? I, I know this is really weird, but my, I've been having strange thoughts. What I think has happened for us as a nation is over the past 10 years, weird stuff has been happening in the country to show us where the problems are. I think the fact that we have this situation now with you know who yeah. is there to tell us, hey, y'all have a problem right. and oh, well, these yes. kinds of things are going to start coming up because these kinds of people, people who are not reading the Constitution, don't know the law, don't know how this country runs, are now starting to get in. Because I, I just, there's some things that, you know, we'll fight over because we have two different opinions. But there's some stuff that, as an American, you just can't do. You can't yeah. do it. And you just can't. You just can't do it. Do what? Now, I think the actual worst part of this take is the living, breathing constitution argument. And I hear this all the time from friends that I have on the left and, and people that I have these conversations with. Here is the ultimate reality when it comes to this. These individuals don't understand the difference between originality and living, breathing constitution. Originality is the words of the constitution mean what they mean. And they would like them to mean whatever they mean in the moment, in the day, in the time in which they currently live. Here's the reality. You're correct. The Constitution should be a living, breathing document. But just not in the way that you believe it to be a living, breathing document. See, the Founding Fathers gave us the mechanism to make sure that it is a living, breathing document. And Whoopi Goldberg proved it with her, we wouldn't be able to vote. You're correct. They gave you the mechanism of the, what, 14th and 15th Amendments. It's why we didn't stop at the 10th Amendment. We didn't get prohibition. The prevailing narrative of that day and age. That was living, breathing. They worked to fundamentally change the Constitution of the United States of America to fit their wants, their needs, their temperance movement of that day and age. The problem with these individuals is not that it is a living, breathing document. The problem with the left is that they don't want to go through the actual constitutional process. They want to snap their fingers and have it be done. The Constitution and the changes in the amendment process to the Constitution of the United States of America is necessarily meant to be difficult, to pass very high thresholds. It is for our society to think through in the moment and for the rest of time. Because the words mean what they mean. There is no ambiguity in what the words of the Constitution mean. Now, people have interpreted the meanings to be different, but this is the difference for me. 
the originalist viewpoint on the Constitution is, do the words shall not be infringed in the Second Amendment mean shall not be infringed or, hey, by the way, if we want to do something different. Now, if you want to change the wording of the Constitution, do it via the legal process. You can say that it's a living, breathing document. It always was meant to be that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten the Bill of Rights in the first place. It was meant to be a document that gives us the guidepost to making and altering the ties that bind us in, still keeping the ties that bind us there to help us with the days and the times and the things that are going on that they couldn't foresee. Because they didn't know it all. They didn't know what was coming down the pipeline. Also, with this, what you are really asking for is for the legislature to do their job and legislate. For the House of Representatives to make law. We don't have them really doing that all that often. We have them making decrees in which unelected bureaucrats at like the EPA or the Department of Energy or the Department of Transportation just get to write whatever they would like into these laws. But to alter the ties that bind us, to alter the Constitution, to have gotten to the 14th or the 15th Amendment, how do you think we got there? We got there by, wait for it, using the mechanisms given to us for our day and age and for other day and ages. How did we get prohibition and then the repeal of prohibition? How did we get the 21st Amendment? How did we get a bunch of these things that exist in the amendments? Because the document is living and breathing. The difference is you would like the document to just say what you want politically in the day and age. No. If you want that, if you want that change, if you want these things in, have it out at the state, local, and convention level. Have it out. Prove that this is what the American people want. That's how the temperance movement got prohibition. Eventually, it was a failure for so many reasons, least of which is that people actually enjoyed uh, having a drink and you couldn't stop them. So yeah, you've got those mechanisms in place. I dare you to attempt to use them. Now, us on the libertarian and right side of things have long called for a convention of the states for very narrow and limited purposes. For us to put term limits into the Constitution of the United States. Is that something you support in a living, breathing document? Otherwise, why, why do we have the changes to how many terms a president can serve? How did that happen? Oh, that's right. It went with the times in which those things were happening and we didn't want it ever again. Turns out you don't want to actually do the work. You just want to whine about it. So I dare you. Let's have that constitutional convention. I guarantee you, you ain't going to like what's going to happen. And that's the only problem that really exists here to Whoopi and Sonny. 
All right. So my worst take of the week. Let's get into this. You're going to want to see this, but this comes from Life Site News. That's right, folks. Somebody in the pro-life movement and on the right, <clears throat> Illinois Democrat at Governor Pritzker, this should be just um, Illinois Democratic <clears throat> Governor Fred Flintstone, but I digress, signs new law penalizing public schools that restrict access to pro-LGBT and sexually explicit material. Um... Just going to go here real fast. N no. I live here in Illinois, right? Everybody knows the background. One of the most famous skylines in the entire freaking world. I have been more than willing to call out Illinois for its BS. I have literally called our governor, Fred Flintstone, yabba-dabba-doo time. I, I have no druthers about doing that. But can we at least be honest? Because this bill says nothing about LGBT, LMNOP, alphabet soup, or sexually explicit material. It literally says that they're going to adopt the American um, Library or Librarian Association or whatever um, model. And they're not going to ban any books. No discrimination, period. Whether you are pro or against something, whether you are for religion or against religion, whether you are pro-LGBT books or anti-LGBT books. And this is one of my biggest brothers with people on the right and people like Steve Dace who amplified this, this is absolutely untrue. Is it true that those types of books could be still in um, libraries in this, in this state? Yes, that is 100% true. But guess what? Most of them would exist in the adult sections. And here's a reality check for, for the footloose crowd, if you will. You, you can't stop people from finding it if they're going to find it. What you can do is make sure that you are aware of what your child is accessing when they're at the library by going to the library with them if you are wanting to make sure of that. Or more importantly, having conversations with your children at appropriate ages. How do kids find porn? How do kids find all sorts of things? But this doesn't, this doesn't say <coughs> if you ban specifically these things. No, it says if you were to ban Mein Kampf, if you were to ban the Bible, if you were to ban uh, the Quran, um, if you were to ban the Torah, if you were to ban To Kill a Mockingbird or any other book, period, point blank, in this state, you're not allowed to ban a book. Now, I have my druthers with the other part of this law, which says that you can't age restrict, that I do have a problem with. 
That I absolutely do have a problem with because I do believe that exposing children to sexually explicit material at a young age robs them of not just innocence, but begins to sexualize them at ages in which that shouldn't be a thing. But those things are things that you would really have to search out to find. And more importantly, the parent that allows that, you're a groomer. That's the reality of that situation. You're a groomer. Do we or do we not have the need for more parental responsibility or less? Do we believe the government should be in the business of that dictate? Or do you believe the parent should be vigilant enough to understand that? But Andy, they don't know everything that's going on in their children's lives. You are correct. You are correct. That that is always been the case, by the way. That has not just been a new thing. When I was growing up, did my parents know every single thing that was going on? No. Nor should they have, or could they have. That's an impossibility because we are imperfect human beings. The reality of this situation is this. Banning books are bad. You wouldn't want the Bible banned, right? You wouldn't want access to good material banned. Yet here we are. No, this doesn't say, again, what LifeSite News is asking us for. This doesn't say that. It does not say, again, that uh, you're going to defund libraries that remove sexually explicit and LGBT books for children. I mean, technically, they could do that, but they could do that for It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Any book banning. Now, could you find ways in which you de-emphasize these types of things in this type of material? Absolutely. Guess what? Go look for Mein Kampf in, in, uh, in a library today. Needle in a haystack. It's very difficult to find. It's not exactly sitting out in front of, these are the books you should all check out, right? There's a difference between that. And if that's happening, I, I would suggest we have another problem. But you can't, on the one hand, say, I don't want Tucker Carlson's free speech limited by Fox News or anybody else, right? I don't want free speech for my side limited, but for your side too. Free speech is not an 
and is not a but policy. It's an and policy. Both sides. And you as a parent have responsibilities. You as a parent have control, by the way. You see that access. You see that book in their hands. You can knock it out of their hands and say, I'm sorry, we are not reading that. I'm sorry, that is inappropriate for your age group. If you And then maybe have a, a open dialogue or a beginning of a dialogue with them. What, like, for instance, why did you pick up that book? Like, wh- what was it about that book that interested you? And then not sexually exploit them or begin to sexualize them, but have a conversation with them. Too often we're afraid of that in this society, conversation. Too often we're afraid of confronting things that are a little uncomfortable. Confront that and say, hey, no, and here's the teaching of Christ. Here's the teachings of our church. Here's what we believe in this house. And here's why we're not going to do it. And open up to say, hey, by the way, if at a later date and time, if when you're 12, 13, and you're beginning to feel these things, come to me. Open that dialogue. Have a good relationship with your children instead of a oppressive relationship with your children. We can do lots of different things as parents, as as members of society that can de-emphasize sexualization of children without banning a book. School library. No, it says all libraries that are under the American Library Association or whatever it's called. If you want funding, it doesn't say that they're going to fine you or whatever. They're just going to just dangle funding. Well, guess what? They dangle funding for all sorts of things. Whether we think that's right or wrong, that is the reality of what they do all over the place in this country. Why is the speed limit where it is in most places? Uh, Oh, because if you went any higher, they would pull your highway funding. I've used that example a thousand times. But I'm going to err on the side of banning books is bad. Period. And then it's on you to discern what your children are consuming. Well, that's that, that can't happen everywhere. You're right. Well, guess what? It doesn't happen in all other aspects of our society either. That is not a good argument. Well, but not all parents can be around. Yeah, you're right. You know how many things I was exposed to or how many things were other people exposed to at school that you can't control? A lot. Now, with that being said, I think it is a great time for us to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. All right, folks, so four nominees, you know the drill by now. We're going to give you four nominees for Richard of the Week, why they're nominated, and I, usually we'd get a consensus, but I'm just going to pick who wins Richard of the Week. First nominee, Joseph Marionette Biden. I mean, for all of the LGBT groomer activity, 
the literal exposing of trans breasts on the White House lawn, that insanity was good enough. Now, he also twice mocked reporters and why do you ask such a stupid question and snapping at reporters all week long and then also letting us know that uh, your children are not your children. They're all our children. You, you see, you don't have responsibility. We all have responsibility. No, no. Also, if you wanted to know how the throes of dementia work, watch him Watch him go from jovial to snapping at a reporter. That is dementia. Then we also have Jerry Nadler, the great state of New York, and by great, I mean air quotes great, Jerry Nadler representative of that state, telling us two-year-olds should have been masked and still should be masked, and oh, by the way, um, the COVID-19 shots prevent transmission and prevent you from getting sick. None of that is scientific. None of that is true in any way, shape, or form, you lying sack of crap. Here we are three years out, and you are still lying through your teeth. <sighs> then we have Thamus Matsokas. Matsokas. Thamus Matsokas. You might be saying, who the hell is that? Well, he is a Penn State professor for the last 30 years who um, got caught having, how shall we say this, relations with a collie, not a colleague, a collie for a second time in his life. Oh, and that second time would be in the last four years. Now I would ask him, um, how in the hell was he allowed to stay as a professor at Penn State after the first time he was caught, how shall we say, uh, having relations with uh, an animal? Oh, wait, 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 I got it. Bestiality, it's going to be a thing. That's the next mountain that progressives are going to make us climb, otherwise you'd be a bigot. Watch. And now, I will also say that this story... If you go to notthebee.com, it's there for you. The best part of this, though, it just proves my theory that if you drive a Subaru, you are not trustworthy. This guy was traced back to a green Subaru. Um, some of the details of how this all happened are really disturbing, by the way. But it proves my point. You're never supposed to trust a Subaru driver. One of two things is likely true. They're a Karen or they're a lesbian. Just saying. All right, then we've got Jocko. Again, who the hell? Well, he is a Belgian <clears throat> wannabe famous TikToker with over 166,000 followers. Some would say that's maybe famous, but whatever. What the hell did he do to land on the Richard of the Week list? Well, let me ask you this. Would be faking your death and then helicoptering into your own funeral be a Richard thing to do? Because that's exactly what this individual did for publicity. That's right. He pranked his friends. He faked his death. And then when they held his funeral, that's right. They were holding a funeral for him. He helicoptered into the funeral. You, 
Yeah, okay, winner, winner, Jaco. I don't care that this was a prank. I don't care that you thought it was funny. There's nothing funny about faking your death, making all of your friends go through the grieving process, and then, <laughs> surprise, not dead. That's just straight up Richard. There's nothing more Richard than that in my viewpoint. That's right. You're even more Richard than people who like to um, have relations with animals. So congratulations on that. All right. With that being said, my best take of, well, let's go with Pat's best take of the week. And Pat's best take of the week has Tucker Carlson saying that cable news business is controlled and has a limited future. He went on to tell um, in a podcast, it's too obviously controlled. It's like Google. It's just become too clear that there's a certain selection of stories that are allowed and a very thick file of stories that are not allowed. And I think people have come to understand that. And it's just not sustainable. I see these clips of people on podcasts are just t taking video of themselves on Twitter. And you can tell when someone's really telling the whole truth, Carlson said. It's obvious right away. Maybe I don't agree with the person, but I can see this person is not lying. He's saying what he really thinks. And that's immediately perceptible. You can tell when someone's lying to you or when someone's shading the truth or trying to spin you. And there's a lot of artif artifice uh, artifice in television. Now, I can tell you he was exactly right because we see the Terra Set mirrors. We've seen the SE Cups, right? We've seen a lot of these people who have set themselves up as these bastions of conservatism and laying the groundwork for young journalists, right? And then it turns out, oh, wait a second, you ain't what you really said you were in the first place. How did that happen? Because it's scripted television, because it's got to pass through all of these things. There's a lack of authenticity. It's why Glenn Beck's program worked, because that's really all it's as authentic as television can get. OK, it's it's as authentic thought as it can be. But that's the rare breed of the time. And I will say this, though, the one thing Tucker misses is that people can still lie and manipulate and and. Uh, do all of those things when it comes to um, when it comes to creating brands, if you will, online. That happens all the time. There are grifters everywhere. But I have a better ability to discern that from somebody's reels on Instagram or somebody's TikTok account, right? I have that ability. Now, I will say this. The younger generation has less and less of that ability, and that's frightening. We, we have to have the ability to understand what is authentic opinion and what is scripted for an audience in a brand-making situation. And I can tell you right now that there's a difference between creating content that will lead to people interacting with you. There's a difference between that and inauthentic content, content that's created for what you think other people want to hear. There's a difference between creating content that people will be attracted to and creating content that people want to hear. So that's that's the reality of this situation here. And I think Tucker gets the main points correct. And that's important. I think that's a great take that he had there. All right. So with that out of the way, why don't we get into my best take of the week? And I think this one may be a little bit surprising. 
displays of intolerance and homophobia are unacceptable. This type of intolerant rhetoric starts in the home. Parents angry at town hall over intolerance at Marshall Simons Middle School. Kids were asked to wear rainbow clothes in honor of Pride Spirit Day, but some organized a counter protest wearing red, white and blue or black. The principal sharing a statement to families that Pride posters were ripped down, stickers ripped up, some students chanted USA are my pronouns and students showing Pride were intimidated. It was an unruly disruption, in fact, that was was organized ahead of time. While some parents were upset, others say it was overblown. Some of the kids threw the stickers on the ground, but you know, I can only speak for my daughter. She just, she didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. She says her daughter felt coerced to participate in the Pride event and was offended by some of the messages, like this quote from Tennessee Williams. Human heart cannot be straight. It is curves and winds. And my daughter just kind of said, you know, mom, that's that's offensive to to me, who I am straight. Yeah, it turns out that, um, you know, you can't be inclusive by offending others, especially on this day in which the Los Angeles Dodgers are about to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who literally exist to mock Catholic nuns, to mock Catholic faith. Yeah, that, that, that's not inclusive in any way, shape or form. Hey, man, I, look, I have heard every possible, you know, priest diddling kid jokes that, that you can make up. Look, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. Some of it. Yeah. Ha ha. Funny. I'm, uh, you know, the, the Catholic, the, the, the priest, the pastor and, and the rabbi walk into a bar. Like I've heard all of it. I'm not above a joke and mockery when it's needed and scorn when it's needed. But there is a difference between legitimate mockery of illegitimates than what that is. But what in the hell is going on with our society in which the middle schoolers, by the way, this is why this is my best take of the week. The middle schoolers of Burlington, Massachusetts, one of the most progressive areas of the Boston area, by the way. When a group of middle schoolers get the program, get what time it is. And us as adults can't be bothered because we're too worried about what other people think. These middle schoolers were like, nah, nah, I ain't down to clown with you coercing me into something I don't believe in. I ain't down to clown with gender ideology. My pronouns are USA. That, folks, gives me hope. And that's why it's my best take of the week. And with that, folks, I hope you have a great weekend. Please be safe, be kind, be smart. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend. And as always, Matthew 547. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. 
So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.